Northwest Prime, bringing Seattle to the world and the world to Seattle. I'm your host, Lori Ness, a soldier on the front line of the mainstream. You can listen to this and other shows at northwestprime.com and be sure to stay with Seattle Wave Radio 24-7, 365 for more great music and interviews. We're starting a movement of kindness and we want you to join us. Let's get this show started. Well, thank you for joining us again today. I'm so excited because we have a bigger, bolder show today. Jim Stafford is an Irish-born chef and host of Bigger Boulder Baking, an online baking show that's been viewed over 250 million times. She has been featured on numerous TV shows and as a guest judge on the Food Network's Best Baker in America and Nailed It on Netflix. Her videos and recipes have been shared worldwide. She connects with millions of her fans at Bigger Boulder Baking, and she's out with her new cookbook, Bigger Boulder Baking, A Fearless Approach to Baking Anytime, Anywhere. It's already a bestseller on Amazon. It's only been out a few days. So we welcome Gemma to the show and congratulate you on the success of Bigger Boulder Baking. Hi, Laurie. Thank you so much. It is really a pleasure to to have you on. This is just a wonderful book. But before we get into it, I wanted you to tell everyone, what what is Bigger Boulder Baking? Well, <clears throat> Bigger Boulder Baking is about taking risks, about being adventurous in the kitchen, about being bold, and not being afraid to try something new. And a lot of what I do is, about recipes that I put out there are about building confidence and really just taking the fear out of baking and, um, you know, setting you up for success. So you'll notice like in the book, the recipes are less than, uh, majority of them are less than 10 ingredients, less than 10 steps. I really try and peel away all of the, what I call fluffy stuff and get straight to exactly what you need to know and try and just get, um, get the point across as as clearly and as easily as I can because a lot of people are intimidated by baking or or, or have this um because uh, uh, they have this idea that it is quite difficult and you know it is when you know when you have the right tools and you know you have a good recipe then that that's half the battle well for sure and you have recipes in the book that children can do all the way up to an experienced baker so you really try to cover everyone in the book and at least start somewhere people could get their feet wet if they are a little nervous all the way up to hosting um uh entertaining parties at, at your home or something for the holidays so there's something for everyone yeah that's exactly it i'm glad that you you saw that in the book i am um... The chapters in the book are broken down a little bit different to a traditional book. I broke them down into pieces of kitchen equipment that you would need to make the recipe. So, for instance, the first chapter is wooden spoon and bowl, and that is a whole chapter full of cookies and some crumbles and crisps in there that you can make without having to use a hand mixer or a stamp mixer and do it all by hand with a wooden spoon and bowl. And that's definitely a really great chapter for more of um a beginner baker or a, just a kind of an introduction to baking and then you work your way through the book and you you evolve and your skills get better and like you said you have those recipes there for dinner parties 
and other like bigger um, occasions. Well, the book is really based on an inspiration that you and I believe that your husband had that there weren't any actual cooking instruction shows on TV anymore, like like Julia Childs that, that we grew up with. They were more competition style shows. And so you started with this online tutorial, if you will, of cooking. And I, I looked at them and they're not long and they're not tedious. They're very straightforward to the point. You show everybody what to do. You give them all of these visuals and they're so fascinating and they're so fun to watch and to see the recipe come alive in a matter really of, of minutes. Um, I think that was just such a good idea because you know, they don't have home economics in schools as much anymore. And so people don't have, families are busy. They're not cooking in the kitchens uh, with their mothers or grandmothers as, as they did maybe when you or I were growing up. So to, so to have somebody take the time to show how to mix the flour, how to fold in the eggs um, was, was really uh, amazing to do that. And no wonder it's been viewed, you know, a quarter of a million times or more already. And that's really then what spurred on the, the cookbook. Is, is that right? Yeah. So that, um, my, my husband and I, uh, almost six years ago now, we realized that, uh, like you said, there was a lot of competition shows on TV and there was very little shows about, about the actual food. And growing up in Ireland, food was a huge part of my life. I learned from my mom how to cook and then I went on to study professional cookery in college and I went to um, a cooking school called Ballymaloo Cooking School and I, I worked as a chef for a very long time and the what we were being told was nobody's watching cooking shows um, you know they want competition they want competitiveness and all that stuff and I refuse to believe that like my whole career has been about feeding people and I wanted the next stage to be about teaching people and um, I just refuse to believe that there weren't people out there who didn't want to learn these uh, like techniques that I learned in college about like, you know, like you mentioned, the fold, folding in eggs with a, a metal spoon, not a spatula, all these very basic things that are really priceless to a baker and, and add to your skill set. Well, and you really, that really comes through in the book because every recipe tells a story um, as, as you go through the book and you talk about cooking with your mom, your brothers and sisters, things that your dad liked. Uh, and it really sets the, the tone of the recipe. And then you have these gorgeous photographs that also tell part of the story. And I, I think photographs with recipes is really essential because I don't have the imagination to go off a blank page. And especially if I'm not a professional uh, baker or cook, I don't know what it's supposed to look like. So with the photos that you've provided, every recipe has a beautiful photo. It tells a story. You have a little background on it. And then you have these wonderful um, uh, simple ways to make that happen to execute it and then you also have substitutions in there so if someone's not wanting eggs you, you have different uh, substitutions for eggs and flowers and we can go into that a little bit um, later but it's it was just amazing how this book is more than just a cookbook it's 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 almost your life on a on a platter to us uh, so to speak and it's just so much warmth <laughs> 
that 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 comes through in it through these these memories of yours and and we all have food memories right so uh yeah. that that's one of the great things about food and so you share all of these wonderful food memories with us and that warmth just really comes through page after page after page accompanied of course by the photos thank you you know um like you said earlier on, every recipe has a story, and um, the book is really a collection of my uh, from uh, my journey from Ireland to um, I went to Australia and I worked with a chef in Australia. I was in um, Italy and Tuscany and I worked as a private chef, and then my journey to America. The book is a collection of all of the recipes that I've gathered along the way. My 15 plus years as a professional chef. And they all have a story. They all came from somewhere. They all have a meaning. And it's so important to tell that. And I um, will echo what you said. With all my years of experience, if a recipe doesn't have a photo, I'm not making it. Like plain and simple, I'm not making it. So when it came to the book, we, I, I insisted every recipe has to have a photo. Well, it's they did a really great job of, of uh, capturing what you were putting into words uh, as far as the recipe it gives us a really great way to to see what it's going to look like and help us I mean the the, the goal is to set us up for success and through, through this book page after page you've just really really made that happen and I wanted to talk about your experience uh, in Ireland and Tuscany and Australia San Francisco Lake Tahoe the willingness for people to share their recipes. And a lot of times when, when I've been around people who make something, you know, oh, it's a family recipe, you know, we, we, we can't give it away. But you were so generous in, in sharing all of these recipes, especially a lot of recipes you grew up in with Ireland. And then you even talked about other chefs. Uh, you worked at a Michelin star restaurant and chefs would pass down their recipes to you. And then you pass them down to us in this book. So this whole guarded, I can't share my recipe because it's a family secret really opens up in this book and 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 these are not generic recipes these are really recipes people would want and want to have the you know the secret code to and the willingness <laughs> for those to be shared was really remarkable I thought thank you you know I worked in many kitchens where uh, chefs were very protective over their recipes and they even left out ingredients so if somebody tried to replicate the recipe they couldn't do it correctly but they knew what was left out so chefs can be very tricky around sharing their recipes absolutely but um you know i've i've been online now for almost six years and i have a uh over five million bold bakers all around the world and uh, i've learned over the time i learned over the years that the more i share and the more I let them in, the more people, the better people respond. So I, I've gotten used to it now to like letting people into my life and, and sharing the stories because they might just seem like kind of, you know, very regular stories of growing up in Ireland, but um, people really love them. And, you know, they love to know the origin of things and the, and the why and why you love it. And <laughs> excuse me. And then they're going to go make their own memories. <laughs> Absolutely. And then, you really talk a lot about baking with your mom and your siblings 
growing up in Ireland. And I, I was curious to know, uh, I, I saw that you had your mom on, um, I'm not sure how many shows, but but, the, but one I watched for sure, you, you actually went to Ireland and had your mom. So it was really nice to get to see her and hear her because I read all about her through the book. So that was really a treat for me to get to know your mom. And I, I was wondering what her reaction was with not only the show, but then your cookbook, because you know, here's here's all of your memories and her memories, really in in uh, in in a time capsule. Yeah, you know, is my mom just received her coffee because she's in Ireland, so she was a few days late. Um, and I'm I'm excited for her to read through the book. It's been such a crazy journey from from conception to like my like you said, myself and my husband saying like, hey, we think we're gonna put make a cooking show and we're gonna put it out online and we didn't 100% know what we were doing and my family didn't but as the years went on and I would go home there would be you know every every few months there'd be more publicity around bigger bolder baking there'd be more interviews more tv segments um in America and in Ireland and just a lot more publicity and over the few years they're kind of it's starting to sink into everybody that like okay, this is, this is a real thing this, that, uh, you know, that bigger, bolder baking is, is, uh, is definitely, is going to be around for a long time. And um, I wanted to make sure that they were present in the book, especially my mom, because she was such a huge influence. She was the one who encouraged me to go to college, to do professional cookery, to go to Ballymaloo Cookery School. And then also she was the one who just let me be in the kitchen at like seven years of age, just every night in there making cookies and, and buns and things like that and even though I destroyed the place and I used all her good butter she let me do it night after night you know she never stopped me and I think that's that's one hurdle that we hear from our audience sometimes is that they're not allowed to use um all the ingredients and in they're you know they're not allowed to turn on the oven and I never had that and it mm-hmm. really it, it that opened up my world and it, it set me up for the for the job that I have today. Well, I think it's really important for children to it it helps with with so many other skills. It it helps with reading. It helps with math, um, and and it gives them a sense of self confidence and and pride in work. And so there's so many lessons that come out of the kitchen besides just you know, making a meal or a dessert for somebody. Yeah, yeah. That's one thing that we hear a lot is um, people, like our younger audience will say, I made this for my older brother and he said it was the best thing ever and he wants me to make it again. And uh, you you could hear in the comments, like how happy they were that like they, they made it and like, it worked out, but they needed somebody else to say, you know, this is actually really awesome. And uh, to get that kind of uh, verification, and it uh, it really it does it gives you a lot of pride and a lot of uh, confidence in the kitchen, you know. And that's like uh, half the battle is um, is is really what we focus on is giving people the confidence to bake anytime, anywhere. When when you have that confidence, when you know you're you're working with a good recipe, you're you know you're set up for success. Absolutely. Well, we in our home have made several times the 10-minute vanilla refrigerator cookies. We absolutely love them. And they're they're sweet but not over sweet. And I I think that's that's what I like about them so much. They just I, they are um 
they are addicting for one thing. So when, when you make them, you better have a lot of people around to help you eat them or you're going to eat them all up yourself. But uh, we have made that several times. So that is now a, a, a go-to here in, in, in our home. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, I used to make those a lot as a kid. And the lovely thing about that recipe is that you roll them up and keep them in the fridge so you can bake them as you want them yeah and, and also add different flavors into them and things like that yeah that's a, that's a great um it's a great recipe especially for uh for kids to get get mm-hmm. stuck into absolutely and, and and another one that that the kids like uh, is the irish fairy cakes they love the name and they love the taste of course even more but but just because it's called an irish fairy cake right there and they saw the picture they're like we want that so that is a great thing to have <laughs> if, if you're having you know kids over or you're having a party just just the name alone screams fun yeah you know the funny enough that's the that is probably the first recipe that like every Irish child learns how to make and we call them buns I know um here that they're called they're they're referred to as cupcakes really um but they're uh, it's a really simple recipe it's just like Victoria sponge and then you would put buttercream and jam on top and I have to say that photo um in the book uh, my stylist Kate Martindale in Los Angeles uh, she really captures the essence of that uh, of that recipe and it's like such a whimsical picture it's so sweet so delicate I absolutely adore it and it just captures the imagination immediately and I actually like the term Irish fairy cakes way better than cupcakes it, it just sounds so much more grander uh, <laughs> it's like I have made Irish fairy cakes for you today people oh yeah it sounds so much better than than a cupcake let's Let's go through, um, we'll, we'll just kind of touch on, on on some of the points that you did in this book that I, I think really make it unique to, in addition to all of the wonderful recipes and photos and stories. But you, you have the substitution and conversion chart, which I think is really good. So if, if the recipe had called for all-purpose flour, but you want to use whole wheat, you've thought of that, gluten-free, dairy-free. Um, using potatoes or melted butter in the place of oil or uh, lemon juice or vinegar, lemon juice, vinegar for cream of tartar. I mean, you really thought of all of these things. Has, has that come from years of your, your fans asking questions and, and you developing the avenue for that? Yeah, like that's exactly where it came from. It was um, having a universal audience and uh, people with who still want to bake, and but who have a different dietary requirements or preferences. So, like for instance, it's it's kind of bizarre, but we we have a large audience who don't eat eggs for religious reasons or cultural reasons. So we um, egg egg substitute are a huge huge thing that we always have to cover in our recipes and um, how to substitute eggs. So the the chart kind of came from. The hundreds, because we get on a daily basis hundreds of messages on biggerbolderbaking.com and on our Facebook, Instagram, about asking about different substitutions. So I was kind of armed and prepared for uh, for those people, and I wanted to give them a chart in the book that would easily guide them. 
Yeah, it's really laid out so well. So if, if people have, uh, there's, you know, gluten, has, some people have intolerance to gluten. Some people actually, there uh, is a, uh, you could be allergic to gluten. You've, you've covered in that. Uh, you talked about the eggs. And, you know, it just goes on to so many different things with uh, sour cream and whole milk and fruits. And it, it, it's really tried to cover I, I think just about what anyone can think of has already been uh, brought up and and so you're just ready to get in there and start baking em- immediately um, because you've done so well at at uh, forecasting what what people's needs will be and another really great section I thought was the DIY section we made the brown sugar so making your own brown sugar I thought that was really great and even your own vanilla uh, extract I thought that was really important I I know vanilla is important to you and to be able to uh, make your own vanilla extract your own brown sugar there's so many different things one of them that caught my eye was uh, condensed milk because I just uh, watched a interview with Paul McCartney and he loved condensed milk and he said when he made it um, his one of his first things was to buy a bunch of cans of condensed milk and just open them up and drink them. And so that just oh really made God. me laugh. <laughs> and that just really made me laugh when, when uh, it just, re- I, I recalled him loving condensed milk so much and that being a big thing for him to have his own condensed milk. I'm thinking, man, if he had this book, he could have had somebody making the condensed milk. He could have had <laughs> all he wanted because, you know, you don't have to just buy it in the store. You could actually make it. And so uh, there, there were so many DIY um, recipes in that section that you could just make at home without having to go to the store to look for these things. Yeah, that's so that's chapter seven. And that's what we call bold baking basics. And online um, on on YouTube and on uh, biggerbolderbaking.com, they've proven to be our biggest uh, recipes. And the the reason is, is that there's people in Germany who don't have cake flour, who, who have never heard of cake flour. Um, so I, sh- I tell you how you can easily make cake flour at home and it will work just as well. Then there's people in the United States who are, you know, a self-raising flour is not very common. However, in Ireland, we use it a lot, but you can really easily make us at home. So that whole chapter is a collection of recipes that will um, aid you in making the other recipes in the book. So, for instance, like you mentioned, the condensed milk, my two-ingredient ice cream, which is one of our most popular recipes. Uh, sorry, excuse me, three-ingredient ice cream. It's cream, condensed milk, and vanilla extract. The one issue that we've heard from the audience was, um, you know, I can't find condensed milk anywhere. Um, it's not available in my country, which which seems kind of crazy, but you know that's that's the reality. So we're like, okay, well, let's see how we can make it you know and that's what a lot of bigger boulder baking is about it's about like taking away those obstacles giving you the tools to be able to to do it yourself and to have success yeah and you know you touched on that with the with the ice cream your your ice cream and frozen yogurt shows online i mean millions and millions of people super popular why do you think ice cream has touched such a, a sensitive nerve with everybody to want to make this? Um, because there's just so many millions of people who have tuned into those ice cream shows. You know, that's a really great question. And what it is, it's very simple. And we learned this early on 
when we were, uh, we started out um, doing bigger, bolder baking and we didn't, you know, we were testing recipes and some were hits and some were not. And we were trying to find our feet. And um, the no machine ice cream was when really things took off for us on the channel and our audience kind of stood up and said, hey, we're, we're here, we're, we're listening and this is what we want. And the reason was, is that we took a recipe that is normally done in a traditional way which you need, um, you make a custard, you need an ice cream machine for, and there's no way of getting around that. Um, however, we got around it, we changed the ingredients. You don't have to make a custard. It doesn't have to include eggs, which is, a, like I mentioned, a big, big thing for us. And then you, you mix it all, uh, a hand mixer or a stand mixer, and you don't need an ice cream machine. And it really, really resonated with people because they don't have an ice cream machine. I don't have an ice cream machine. If I don't have it in my kitchen, I'm not going to expect it, you to have it in yours. So a lot of uh, the recipes, uh, a lot of our success has come from recipes just like that, where it's showing you an alternative way to do something that's normally done traditionally a little bit different. And in the book, um, I also have some mug recipes that are another which are the same kind of family of you know you can't make a cake without an oven you need an oven to make a cake it's like well that's not necessarily true because over the years we've heard from our audience like in certain countries um there is not an oven in every household and uh but they do have maybe a hot plate they have a toaster oven they have a microwave so we started to make different cakes in the microwave and i put um, three recipes in the Bigger Boulder Baking Cookbook, and they were an absolute hit because it wasn't about people wanted to make all their food in the microwave. It was like people wanted to be able to bake, but they, they didn't have the traditional tools. Exactly, exactly. And and you talk about having dessert as a daily pleasure, and so it opens it up to those people who can have a homemade dessert who, like you said, might only have a microwave or might only have a hot plate. A lot of people are living in very small um, apartments now and, and, and either have a very tiny oven or no oven at all. So you've again hit the mark with, with uh, those people, students who are in colleges, you know, who might have a microwave, but of course they, they don't have an oven or, or seniors. Uh, it, it still gives them that little taste of home uh, that they can have a little sweet at the end of the day or uh, just to, you know, have that warmth and, and sweetness from home that they could do themselves in, in, in the mug cups, which uh, are yeah. also the recipes in the book for that, as well as, as the ice cream that, that we were talking about. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, when we started doing um, recipes in a mug, we, we heard from a younger audience, but then when we started to even venture out and do savory, um, like you touched off it there, that we started hearing from seniors, people living in facilities and people who are widowed who now have to cook for themselves and don't want uh, waste and things like that. So it like it really it, it, it hit a lot of different demographics and people find us um, really useful and part of their everyday life, which is really, really amazing. You know, you'd think that these little meals that you make in a microwave are maybe just for kids. And then we just heard from people all around the world, from truckers, from people with disabilities who can't make their way around the kitchen. It's, it's really, really amazing. It, it absolutely is. And that's what comes through in this book is the heart and the soul of 
of what you're trying to convey to the reader. I, I did want to tell people before we go about, there's a, a churro recipe. You know, I grew up in Southern California. Churros were a daily staple for us. I, um, I, I know that around the, the world, not everybody knows what a churro is or has access to churros. Um, and your churros are so wonderful. And in the page and now you don't have to be in a place that just you know sells churros down on the street you can make your own churros at home so so for me that was another great thing that was really amazing to see we just don't have to go to Disneyland to get a churro anymore um, <laughs> we can have churros at home yeah absolutely and the best thing about those is is, is why well, I'll go back to what I was saying which is an alternative way to do something that those guys are baked and not fries because I also don't have a deep fryer and I'm, I'm assuming that the majority of people don't. So let's see how we can make churros at home without having to uh, put on a deep fryer. And we simply bake the dough and then we coat it with butter and cinnamon sugar and they're, they're the real deal. Uh, it's, it's, it's beautiful. I'll tell you this, this book, Bigger Boulder Baking, it made me want to meet your mom. It made me want to have creme brulee with your dad. There's just so much love in this book. And, and, and that's what food is about. It's, it's comfort food. It invokes these warm and loving feelings in us that go, you know, back to, to these memories. And, and this book is just, it's, it's like a big hug almost. It's absolutely it's no wonder that it is already a bestseller. It only came out a few days ago, so it hit the bestseller immediately, which just told me that people were had were on waiting lists to pre-order it. The reviews, I mean, are amazing. These are real reviews that came from people's heart. And this is just a cookbook that you'll just want to make something, one of those mug cakes and cuddle up on the couch and just read because, Jimmy, you opened your life up to us. And these recipes mean so much more when we have a backstory to them and we just have that extra connection to you. Yeah, thank you. You know, it like you said, cooking and baking is about love and it's about sharing. And that's what, that's one of my, that's the reason I do what I do. And now I'm hoping that people will treasure the book and start to make, you know, their own memories and have their own stories. Well, people can follow you at biggerbolderbaking.com. And again, I also encourage people to go to your YouTube channel because it's incredible and a lot of these things are five six seven minutes i mean they're not hours long so you can you know go through them uh quickly or on your phone if uh, while you're waiting at a you know uh, in a waiting room or on a break at work i mean they're, they're absolutely done so well and they're so entertaining and they are so informative and then you're also on uh Facebook and Instagram and, and all those regular social media sites? Yeah, absolutely. Bigger Boulder Baking on, on all of my platforms. Well, that makes it easy. Bigger Boulder Baking, a fearless approach to baking anytime, anywhere. You can get it right now on Amazon or wherever books are sold. And Gemma, I just really want to thank you for coming on. It was absolutely a pleasure. This was one show I have been looking forward to for weeks because I've just enjoyed the book so much and I couldn't wait to talk to you about it. So I appreciate the time and I want to just want to congratulate you again on the success. Thank you, Lori. That's really kind. I really appreciate it. It was lovely to talk to you. It's lovely to talk with you, too, and we'll be back in just a moment. 
Make sure you go to biggerbolderbaking.com for more information and to follow Gemma. And this is Kaz Hawkins with Mama's Express from Belfast.